0: Distance is not a friend of marriage. Distance is actually a problem in marriage, isn't it? And today we're going to be talking about... Distance in marriage: How to deal with distance, how to close the gap. This is Gabe and Melissa. We're here with the Marriage Monthly podcast, and we're glad to have you with us. I want to jump right in and talk about why uh, ants have been such a problem in our house um, <laughs> so because they annoying. have been. They've been everywhere. I like you know. We had the other day. We had um, some cookies from Crumble Cookie. I know. Oh my gosh!
1: And I only had like two bites.
0: Yeah, we went to Crumble, got these special ones. Yeah. Brought them home in those little pink boxes, and and we had them on the counter. Where else would you put a crumble cookie? You don't want it in the fridge because it's going to get too cold. So we left it on the counter, of course. Well, guess who came overnight and overtook the boxes was the ants. Hundreds. Hundreds of ants, it felt like. (laughs) Now, these are sugar ants, and that probably should have been a signal to us that they like sugar. So you leave a cookie out on the counter, they're going to come get they it. They right? were in the box. I know they were in the box. So and so it was a it was a major problem, and it has been a problem. In fact, uh, we've it, it's been a little bit of an issue between us because the ants were still in the house, and I was supposed to find a way to fix it, right? But or at least been put been, like, some effort into it. Been it been a, been a, a yeah, while. So. So we, this one day, we go like searching, where are these ants coming from? And we went from the counter to the floor of the kitchen and then down the dining room floor, all the way around the bay window, all the way back past the sliding glass door to this one crack. And, And we realized those ants were literally coming in this one crack by the sliding glass door. So guess what we did? We went and we bought these ant traps and we stuck one right there. And I'm not even kidding. It totally Stop. solved the problem. Yeah, tarot. Instantly. I, I don't know how so it was. Good. It was so magical. Yeah. So but then, see,
1: this is the thing. We've done that so many times. I know, but I tested
0: it. it with two more donuts the other night and I left them on the counter <laughs> oh on purpose God. to see. And it totally works. <laughs> I was
1: wondering why those yeah. are on the counter. <laughs> and so
0: anyways, uh, I want you to know that it's the gaps. The gaps are where the enemy comes in. I'm not even That's kidding. Right. And, That's true. And so, um, and by the way, the enemy wants to come in mostly during times of stress and pressure yeah. um, because you're a little more, I don't know, maybe uh, vulnerable. Yeah. And so what is uh, right now, if you're listening to this, you know, as we're recording it, it's the holidays. And man, there's pressure, right? There's financial pressure. There's relationship pressure, there's There's family pressure, all sorts of pressure, job pressure. And so the enemy wants to come in and find the cracks in your relationship right now and infiltrate and mess up your crumble cookies. That's right. That's what the enemy wants to do. <laughs>
1: and to throw them away. Yeah. It's so and sad. And so
0: I let me just read you a scripture from Matthew chapter 19, verse six. This is Jesus on marriage, okay? And what he says is, since they are no longer two but one, this is God's whole thing about marriage, is the two become one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart... What God has joined together. And the Greek word there, split apart, is actually korexeto, and it means to make space. Hmm. Let nobody make space between, between them. I mean, think about that in your own life. How many times have kids, friends, money, uh, job, uh, you know, activities, task lists, all tried to make space between you and your yeah. spouse? And what he's saying is, do not let that happen. So, Melissa's going to talk about some ways to do the right thing in the situation.
1: Well, when I think about space, I'm thinking about don't let there be distance mm-hmm. in your relationship. Yeah. I think that's kind of what that means to me with the space thing. Yeah. So, I was thinking about that and ways to come back together to kind of just bridge the gap of distance is um, the first way would be to close the gap of physical distance. Mm-hmm um spend time together yeah and i know i probably say this every single podcast because (laughs) it because it matters i mean spend time together go on a date i will say this every day until the day i die go on a date with your spouse be intentional and creative and don't be lazy yeah it just doesn't happen you know we got to make an effort and it's worth the effort right i mean it's worth the effort yeah yeah i mean be spontaneous let me tell you about spontaneous this is funny okay Saturday, I was like feeling blue. It was really, really rainy here in Portland. And I mm. was like, I got to go somewhere. I got to do something like this. Going, I'm going to go crazy. And, and so on, and we didn't really talk much about it after that. Just a
0: little bit. You deposited a seed I in did. my, in my mind. Yeah. Then
1: Sunday after church, Gabe's like, all right, should we go east or should we go north? And I'm like, hmm, let's go north. And we go up to Seattle a lot. It's three hours from here. It's a great place to hang yeah. out. And so we're like, yeah, let's go there. So yeah, let's go to Seattle. Well, great. Gabe, well, and, and,
0: and yeah. Monday's my day off. So yeah, yeah. Sunday, we always have like Sunday stuff happening, but this right. would happen to be a Sunday. Yeah. Nothing going on. Nothing going perfect on. chance to get away. So we
1: took off right yeah. after church. We like went home, threw a bag together, headed up to Seattle or what I saw, thought was Seattle until Gabe's like, yeah, I got the passports. You think we should go all the way up to Canada, to Vancouver. Now Canada's only six hours from us. Can't, Vancouver, BC is only six hours and it's the coolest place. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll see. And we kept driving and we're like, yeah, well, this is easier. Seattle's easier, blah, blah. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, nope, we're going all the way. We spent 20 glorious hours in Canada. Yes, we did. And it was so much fun and it was so spontaneous and it totally brought us together and it was fun. So, you know, break the routine, have fun together.
0: But I mean, I think what your point is on physical is that you can think about, bringing your marriage together, you can even talk about it, but unless you're physically together. You
1: have to be physically together. And a lot of times that means getting out of the regular routine Mm -hmm. and doing something different to kind of bring you together. Because I mean, you can sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day long, but you're really, you know, you're not really bridging the gap there Mm -hmm. of distance, like physical distance. You need to be engaging Mm -hmm. together on something. And that really brings you together and, and, and just kind of kibosh that well, distance. Well, you actually
0: said to me as we were like, I think we were walking down Robson Street in Vancouver, Canada in cool the evening. Street. It was beautiful. It was like not even raining or anything and there was like a bunch of people out and you said, imagine if we were sitting on the couch right now <laughs> uh, watching Netflix <laughs> instead of doing this. I said, this and, is so much better. Yeah, yeah it was fun.
1: <laughs> Anyways, it was fun. Um, yeah, thinking about distance though, I have a warning and this is a big, we've talked about this so many times and the warning is don't live apart and don't have separate beds. Mm. That is just—I mean, we've seen this dozens of times, and yeah. it's the end to marriages. It really is. I don't care how bad your husband snores. <laughs> do not <laughs> they make get little in breathe separate right beds. strips for that. They do, they yeah. do, and yeah, other other things too. Yeah. But don't have separate beds. I mean, it's just—I've seen it too many times. And it's just, it's hard. It's hard to be part. I understand if you like have a job thing that's pulled you away for a short amount of time. I get that. Um, But I'd make huge efforts to come back as soon as possible Mm -hmm. because it is physical distance will draw you apart. I don't care how great you are at FaceTime. It just does. You're just not in each other's daily lives anymore. And that causes distance. And the devil has a heyday with it and says, oh, look at this little, little gap. I found totally. Ooh, let's have some fun with that. So, that's your warning. All right. Um, and that takes me to my second point to not have separate beds is have sex. You have to have sex, like as as a married couple. I mean, God even talks about this in the Bible about coming together. I mean, if you are not having sex, it better be for a very specific reason mm-hmm. because I mean, otherwise, he says for
0: prayer, yeah, like for a specific emotion, I mean, uh, f- uh spiritual breakthrough, spiritual breakthrough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah.
1: otherwise. It, the devil will get a foothold in there and will cause distance in your marriage. And so um, be warned. I know the longer you don't do it, the more awkward it is to come back together and it can feel weird, but do it anyways because God has brought you together and part of that is to be physically intimate with your spouse. So you need to do that. So another way to come together and kind of you know break that distance is go on walks together hmm. and car rides. Oh, car rides are fun. And it's kind of like, and we've talked about this before, it's kind of a safe space because you're not like looking right at right. each other. You're kind of like this. <laughs> and so, but we have the best conversations on car rides. A lot of times heading out to Lincoln City, Oregon here, about an hour and a half from the beach. It's so much fun. Yeah, I fun. think the
0: 90 minute car ride is like the absolute Magic. perfect amount of time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's just so much fun. But go on car rides, go on walks. Gabe's so good about, I love going on walks. And Gabe's good about joining me once in a while. And it's Yeah, I mean, so much it hurts
0: because she walks, I don't know. I, Your legs are shorter than me. I I
1: don't think so. Okay, whatever. No, man,
0: I have to really work to keep (laughs) up. So I'm just saying, but I still enjoy it. Go
1: on walks, go on car rides, just be together physically, but really intentionally. It's important. Um, And don't have separate lives or priorities or Mm -hmm. beds or or friends or any of that. Like, just, you know, when you're coming back together. Close the gap of physical distance. And secondly, my second point is close the gap of emotional distance. This is kind of even a bigger issue sometimes because you can maybe be in the same house and feel very distant emotionally from your spouse. So this can kind of be a big deal. And I think one of the number one ways to combat this is to pray for each other. Just literally pray for your spouse pray for them because God will bring that longing back in your heart that that connection back in your heart if you surrender that to him so remember to pray for your spouse and pray together if you're feeling distant God God cares about your marriage I mean he he created your marriage mm-hmm. he, you should probably have him involved in it yeah and so maybe pray for each other even simply at the dinner table or right before bed. It doesn't have to be some big, long, drawn out 30 minute devotional, let's pray together and about everything and everything, because that can be really intimidating if you're feeling distant from your spouse. But just simply cracking the door to um, connection with God in this space of marriage, I think is really important. So I think it's praying hard, for yeah. each other is part of a, you know, kind of a big deal. Um, yeah. yeah. I think also um, talk about everything, not just the kids. Because it's easy when you're in the grind, you have young kids mm-hmm. to only talk about them. I mean, it, oh, it was it's
0: the main topic of it's conversation. The main right? topic yeah. of
1: conversation. But talk about everything. Talk about your hopes and your dreams, your fears, your future. Talk about fun things. Not everything has to be so serious. I think a lot of times we feel emotionally dissonant because we're trying to be so serious about everything. Yeah. Have some fun. Go to Langers and play, like go do fun stuff and just be together Mm -hmm. and connect, reconnect. And that's a lot of emotional thing is just feeling disconnected. So just coming back together in that, um, you know, emotional distance dissolves when you plan something together, at least for me.
0: Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah, it does.
1: I really feel like that. I feel like when I feel far from you or if I'm feeling kind of distant or like just Mm -hmm. maybe irritable or whatever, it's. A lot of times, if we start planning something together, all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, this is cool. We're we're together. We're we're on the same page. We're doing our thing." So, I think there's something about coming together um, and planning something together. Just yeah, I mean, it, it
0: focuses you on the future. Yeah, which is good because it's easy to focus on the past. I mean, it just is. It's the past and the present. Yeah. Super easy to only yeah. focus on those things. And that can be a little bit of a downer, I think, because yeah. sometimes it's like, those aren't always great and positive. Yeah. So if you can think about something that's coming, that's going to be awesome. Absolutely. That can pull you together.
1: I agree. And, uh, you know, I mean, something that like I just lit up yesterday on our car ride home, we were like putting together our um, plans to go see our son. All right, we have our oldest son is in Italy and married there. And... I was like, and Gabe knows how much I miss him. I mean, I miss him so much. It hurts. Physically hurts how much I miss him. Oh, me too. <laughs> no, I don't believe you. You don't <laughs> miss him as much as I do. No, <laughs> but, but we were in the car yesterday and I was like, oh, how many air miles do you have? Can we get to Italy? And he looks at his Alaska air miles and Gabe does some traveling. So anyways, we got the cheapest tickets to go see our son yeah. and I am beside myself and that just like, even that kind of fun stuff just oh, yeah. brings us together because we're, then we just get giddy. <laughs> so it's fun. So another way to kind of like close the gap of emotional distance is to serve your spouse. Hmm. And I think that this can be really hard when you're feeling distant. <laughs> it's something you kind of have to, have to try to do. Um, but, you know, go get them something to show them love. Like the other day, I was like, Gabe's out of this special London tea he yeah,
0: likes. Tower so, of London.
1: I know. So I went out and bought it for him and I stuck it in his little chair area and I put Merry Christmas with a heart.
0: I opened it early.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't save it for Christmas. <laughs> but um, But just, I know that's something he likes. And so it's like, you know, do that kind of stuff. Um, do a job for the, oh, this is funny. Okay, last night on the way home, I was just like, we went to this restaurant that I really wanted to go to called Dozone and I love it. And mm. it's up in Seattle and me and my daughter Caitlin went there a few months ago together and it, it's a great little place. And I'm like, let's go there. Well, we couldn't find a parking spot. I looked in the window and there was like 50 people in the lobby and I was like, forget it. We're not going there. I just, whatever. I don't care. I'm not hungry anymore. I don't know. And I was just all, well, <laughs> and yeah, we were
0: like trying to rush home because we had yeah, packed all this home, into a trip. We yeah. had a six
1: hour trip and it turned in longer because we made a couple wrong turns and there was... <laughs> but anyway so but it was one of those things where i was like i'm all done and i just couldn't think anymore you know how sometimes you just are done thinking and gabe's like i got it and he's like oh he's like here's two restaurants this one or this one pick and i said okay let's do i don't know i don't know which one and he's like okay we're gonna go to azteca and have some mexican food i'm like oh okay great and we got there we had a great meal hung out and got back in the car and had the energy to go home.
0: And yeah. Well, in the context of that is Melissa is the planner for food adventures. I am and, the planner for those so activities. I had to so. like take over her job. He did. In this moment, but it, it did work out. And I
1: appreciated that because you saw that I had kind of like, uh, I was overwhelmed. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm all done. And I was tired. I'm hungry. And I started to sit in the car. And at that point you're like, oh, I got it. And so, but you served me in that way. And that matters. And it's, and I know that that's not something you normally do pick out the restaurants so but i appreciated that because at that point i was like ugh, i I quit so so help them when they're overwhelmed go out of your way to make their life easier take a job off their plate Mm. um at home maybe that's garbage or dishes or vacuuming or whatever it may be laundry something like it take something off their plate and make their life a little bit easier and also um be patient with them I am terribly forgetful and I don't listen very well. I'm just going to be honest. It's just, it is what it is. Gabe is so patient with me because he repeats himself probably more than I ever would. I know more than I ever would, (laughs) but he, but he loves and serves me right where I'm at. And so I think that's what we need to do for each other is just to serve each other, serve your spouse, love and serve them right where they're at. Um,
0: Can I just interject? Yeah, I think one of the things that makes it hard to serve one another is if there's a relational tension between you. Yeah. And you, you go, I would never serve them right now because they wronged me. Right. Or because they did this and they haven't apologized mm-hmm. or because they were a total jerk last night. And they don't even realize it. Yeah. Um, but they're always a jerk, you know, and you get, you get, build these lists up in your mind. And so you go, because of this, I won't do that. So I'm going to withhold my service until,
1: right, you know right, what I mean? Right.
0: Um, but I think what you have to do in those moments, because your relationship in that moment is not going to be enough motivation for you to serve. So you have to have a different motivation. I think your motivation has to be to be like Jesus. Yeah. It has to be to go, wait, what did God do for me? What would Jesus do in this moment? And how can I let his love for me be the motivation and the like energy to do something for somebody else? When you Because know, in your mind, you're always going, do they deserve it? Do they deserve it? Do they deserve it? And if your answer is no, your tendency is going to be like, well, I'm not going to do it then. But if you go, well, wait a minute, what would Jesus do for me?
1: Right.
0: Um, then I think you can muster the energy to serve them. Because what you know and I know is that begins a chain reaction of exactly. service. Exactly. And so it's like break that crazy cycle that the Emerson Egrich book talks about and just get that going, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, 1 Corinthians talks about not keeping records, right? So we shouldn't be like, well, but he doesn't deserve this. Yeah, (laughs) It's like, it doesn't matter. You married him or her. So he does deserve that or she does deserve that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, serve each other. It's important. I mean, you married them for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, remind yourself why you fell in love. You know, like, what did you do at first when you first fell in love? We talked about this before. Why do we make such an effort and go out of our way so fiercely when we first fall in love? And yeah, then when we're good. married and settled in, we're just kind of like, eh, you don't deserve it anymore. It's like, no, no, no. Like, remember what they did and do the stuff you did at first when you first fell in love. Come together and don't let distance destroy what God has obviously put together. Don't mm-hmm. ever let that happen.
0: That's mm-hmm. That's good. Thanks, babe. Good stuff. I want to share. uh, So those are some ways to come together. I want to just share a couple of boundaries that we could have, you know, things that you could put in place to go, I'm going to let this be like a guardrail for me. Because if you're speeding around a corner in marriage, we often do that. You got kids, you got jobs, you got all this stuff, you're speeding around a corner. Sometimes you can go off the edge. Mm. But what would keep you from going off the edge is a guardrail, a boundary. So there's a few boundaries that are like, Really important in marriage. And, you know, speaking from experience now, we've got 27 plus years of marriage experience. Wow. That makes me feel seasoned. (laughs) Um, Seasoned. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I think one of the things that we can, you know, if you think about boundaries is spiritual disciplines. If you're a follower of Jesus, especially, to make sure that you're walking out your talk, that you're not just a Mm. Christian in name only, but that you literally, it impacts your daily life. And not just in public, but most importantly, in private. And so spiritual disciplines can be things like your commitment to community. Are you, as a couple, connected to other people who are healthy, other hmm. couples who are healthy? Right. Because if you're not, your only comparison is social media. Ugh. And you That's know what I'm dreadful. saying? It's dreadful. <laughs> yes. And so you're going to be like, well, dude, everybody's breaking up. Everybody's giving up, you know? And that's normal in our society, but it is not normal for, for God's plan. It is completely against God's plan to give up on that's your marriage, right. right? And to have distance in your marriage. So you've got to be around community that is committed also to a God-centered way of marriage because they become your comparison. And that is so important. You need positive peer pressure to make a marriage work. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it, you need to get it. If you don't know where to get it, come to westsidecommunitychurch.com. We will help you. <laughs> yes, right. We can help you find it. It is so important. Um, you need prayer. These are disciplines. You need prayer in your marriage. You need personal prayer that's part of your breathing in and out as a as a person to go I'm depending on God, you know? So what do you do with all that pressure? You can you can internalize it. You can reflect it back to your spouse or you can put it where it belongs, which mm-hmm. is in the lap of God. And not then have all that pressure in your marriage. That's good. um, Are you reading the Bible? You know, do you have that discipline of, of of, you know, exposing your soul to the truth of God's word, which is always a shock when you read it because it's always like, whoa, that's the way it's supposed to work. (laughs) I'm not doing it like that. And then you align your life with God's word. It straightens it back up. It's like a plumb line, the scripture says, that gets everything back in order. And if, as an example, you know, you think about how sexuality... And uh, little things in our culture are maybe like lust or like porn or something like that. But if you read God's word, it's like, no, that is clearly wrong. It will destroy your marriage. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not exposing your marriage, your life, your soul to the plumb line of God's word, then you don't have a reference point for what's right or wrong.
1: Right. So anything goes. Anything goes. Yeah.
0: And it's no No, wonder then marriage becomes tough and there's distance, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you want to put some boundaries up that will help you not go off the edge of the cliff. When you're speeding around the corner, spiritual disciplines will help. Yeah. Um. A couple of quick, simple things. Don't go to bed mad. Just make it, a, make it a point. We will not go to bed mad at each other. We will talk it out. We'll pray it out. We'll work it out. But it's, you know, the Bible says in Ephesians 4.26, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Like same day conflict resolution is a thing. And when you make it a point not to let conflict fester for days right. weeks months how many mm-hmm. times have you heard about somebody getting divorced and you know they can't even remember when it got bad
1: right? right. because
0: what happened was somebody forgot to put the dishes away right <laughs> and it turned into a conflict that turned into a bigger conflict. It was it the just, crack. That it, just kept it, getting it was the bigger, crack, bigger. right? Yeah. yeah. So don't even let that gap come. That's right. And and you can do that by not going to bed angry. Um, mm-hmm. Simple stuff like don't sleep in separate beds. You already said that, but yeah. man, physical distance turns into emotional distance, That's turns right. into spiritual distance, turns into, you know, Divorce, relationship honestly. distance. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the big thing is, Don't use the D word. Yes. Man, the D word divorce. When, when couples throw this out as a threat or something in conflict, what you're doing is you're saying, I have a way out. Mm -hmm. And some people build their whole marriages on a way out. They never merge their bank accounts. They never merge their friends. They never merge their commitments, you know, and they never merge their calendars. And so it's like, what is marriage if it's not the merge of all those things? Um, it's, it, you know, marriage is not supposed to be some addition to your relationships. Right. Marriage is a complete change of, it's it's a unification. Yes, uh, You know, they, no longer two, but one. And so I think one of the things that we have to do is like, get rid of the whole idea of an escape hatch. Right. Get rid of the idea that there's a way out. There's no way out. When you stand before God and tell him that you will be with this person, you'll be faithful until death do you part, um... You know, that means you cannot have a way out. And so when you eliminate the possibility of a way out, then the only alternative is to work out your disagreements and and your differences. And it always leads to intimacy, which is a beautiful thing. That's right. Yeah.
1: That's so good. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you have gotten something out of it. I hope you will subscribe and share if you think this information is helpful. We hope that it is. And thank you. We will see you next month.